we have to understand that like everything that's actually been brought into creation was once just a dream. And if we can just open our minds to like dream a little bit bigger, to see outside of the box, I think we would actually find these innovative solutions to the problems we currently have. Too legitimate to quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the magnetic Randy Lee. Randy Lee is a human design and gene keys expert who has experienced a lifetime of searching for her identity and in turn transformed her life and business through human design. She is an open book sharing a high-level overview of human design, the impact that it had in her life and business, and the possibility of self-discovery it holds for you, partnering with you to explore the importance of having a whole self-understanding of your identity, Randy shows you how and allows you to embody the CEO you truly are. Randy, I'm so excited you're here. Please tell us what small businesses need to focus on this week. So I believe this week, if you have not discovered what your human design is already, you need to go and find out your human design because human design gives you the most true representation of who you are at an energetic level. It Mm. shows you what your strengths are, what your life path is, who you're here to be in this life, where you can be conditioned, where you may be out of alignment and not showing up as your true self. And I think really the best thing we can do as business owners is show up as our true and authentic self, because that's how we magnetize the right clients to us. Mm. It's a pet peeve of mine when people say you have to go and find your clients. I don't believe you have to go and find clients. I believe that we attract clients and like magnetize them by being our authentic self. And human design is the best roadmap. If you're like, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to show (laughs) up as myself. Like, what is that? Go to, you can just Google free human design chart and you can pull up your human design chart and it's going to give you this what's called a body graph with lots of different shapes and colors and it's seriously the best place to start to really discover who you are at a soul level that's incredible you know i just feel like there are there are so many systems or tests or quizzes or stuff Mm -hmm. out there Uh, What is it that makes human design so special in your opinion? Yeah. So human design is the study of, it's the science of differentiation. So it shows actually how we're all unique instead of showing like how you're the same as other people. And so it gets down to such a granular level of who you are like it incorporates astrology, it incorporates the I Ching, Kabbalah, the chakra system, biomechanics, DNA, 
I mean, it comprises all of these different types of modern sciences, but also ancient wisdom Mm -hmm. into this one system. So I don't think there's really anything else out there like this that combines, you know, it really like bridges science and spirituality. It's kind of the super woo. In that, like, (laughs) all woo-ness and science sort of converges in human design, where it's like, if you are connected to astrology, if you are connected to quantum physics, if you are connected Mm -hmm. to all of these different things, both woo and non-woo, it all kind of collides in your human design. And I'm pretty darn woo love the spiritual side of stuff, love the spiritual side of self-discovery. But one of the things that I've heard time and time again from people that do go ahead and figure out what their human design is, is like even my friends who are the most hardened cynics are like, wait, how did they know that? Wait, what? How do you, what? This thing is spying on me. Like, how does it know all of this about me based on, and I'm like, because it's based on, all the woo and all the science kind of combined in one, I guess I would call it like a how-to manual for being yourself. Absolutely. And it's all just based on your time and location of birth. And so it's really incredible. Like people are like, how can you know this just from my birth? But it's really incredible because it combines basically a screenshot of where the planets were at the time of your birth within the 64 gates, which come from the I Ching system. So it takes like this energetic snapshot and it's based on the belief, uh, like the concept of neutrinos, which actually the person who channeled human design, Ra Rahu, he actually discovered neutrinos before it was actually proven scientifically. Well, that's cool. He had cool. based this concept on it. And then it was proven later scientifically that actually neutrinos are the smallest building block, like within our system. Like people used to think that it was the, you know, the atom, atom. but it's like, actually it's not like they, then they discovered neutrinos and he actually wrote about that before it was actually proven scientifically. That's awesome. Right. And so it's really incredible. So it combines that from the day of your birth, but it also combines energy from 88 days before you were born. And this is known as your design date. And this is like in utero when your neocortex finishes forming. So your body is like, come online. Like you are a body, but you're not yet conscious, right? So this is like the development of your subconscious design. So it's your body design. And then when you're born, it gives you your, what we call your mind design. That's like your consciousness. And so it combines these two together to give you like a full representation of your consciousness and your unconscious and how these come together. That's just so cool. It's like, so I can't fascinating. even think of anything like literally, like I don't understand it because I don't understand the mysteries of the universe. And it's one of those things we are like, I'm never going to understand why this is relevant or accurate, but it's relevant and it's accurate. And so, you know, one of the things that I wanted to go back to is lately, I feel like in the circles where I've been hanging out, I feel like human design is just really taking hold of of people are seeing the value in it people are sharing it um but you said something about how it really does help unlock what it means to be yourself tell me some ways 
that you see your clients, yourself, your friends really using this information in a day-to-day way of small business? Absolutely. So I know that this works because I've actually used it in my own life. Because when I started as an entrepreneur, I was really, I showed, I actually was a self-love coach before becoming a business coach. And at the time I was just showing up as myself, sharing my story. And I was really successful. I built a six figure business within nine months. And what I discovered, well, yeah, right. It was That's unheard of. I just made right? a face without, at Randy like, yeah, without, <laughs> without Facebook ads, like without a website, like all organically, just sharing my short story, showing up as myself. And I got these incredible results for women and helped them heal their relationships with their bodies. And when that happened, they wanted to start their own business, right? Mm-hmm. And so they started asking me, well, how did you start your business? Can you help me? So I actually became a, <laughs> right. So I actually became a business coach organically. And when I moved into that space, it was like, I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now I need to figure out like, who's a business coach? How do I show up as a business coach? And I fell into this trap of showing up like everybody else online. Oh, of course. And I see so that, right? Easy. It's so easy. Like you see so-and-so doing something and you're like, oh, well, maybe I could do that. And so you go and do it and then it doesn't work because it's not really truly you. And so then you put yourself down and you're like, oh, I'm just not good enough. And so then you go and you spend a lot of money on courses and hiring out more coaches because you think they have the answers. And it just leads you down this path of searching outside of yourself. When you don't know who the fuck you are. Amen to that. And you know what's really funny about what you just said and the reason I was giggling my ass off is because I also organically became a business coach out of life. Right. Because I was also <laughs> successful. That's my story. Like we have the same I love it. story. And that's also how I went from business into exclusively teaching sales. It was the same kind of thing where I was like, hold on, nobody's talking about this. And everyone's asking me this. Because no one's talking about this. So I think I have this new thing, right? And again, I was like, wait, I'm a salesperson now? Like, that's a that's me? Okay, okay, cool. All right, I get it. Hmm. Yeah, and I thought I just had to like show, to be a business coach, I thought I had to show people how I could help them make money. You know, like, oh, yeah. I, I need to prove that I can help you make money. And it was like, but actually that's not, really at the core of who I am as a business coach, that's not really what I'm all about. I'm helping you unlock your true self. And then the money is a byproduct. Right. The money comes with that magnetism that you're exactly, talking about. Right. But I thought like, I, I thought I had to lean more into that type of messaging of like, get your first 10 K month and be, you know, and there's nothing oh. wrong with these things, but it's just like, it wasn't me. And I was just trying to do things because I thought that's who I needed to be in order to be successful. Yeah. And it just left me like further away from my true self, disconnected from why I even got started in the first place. Mm -hmm. And it was discovering human design actually that led me back to who I truly am and like gave me permission to show up like that and really trusting that when I, when I did, when I do I'm going to be exactly where I need to be. I'm going to attract the right people, the right opportunities. And now I use this with my clients and I've seen the same happen for them as well. 
I think that's so true that like, you know, there's, there is this idea in business coaching and obviously we always want to be able to show the ROI of things, but some things are very nebulous. Like they're, they're circuitous. They wind up like somebody sees this ad, but they've been on your mailing list for seven years. The ad gets the credit, but the mailing list really did the sale. Right. So it's, it is hard sometimes as a business and salesperson to be like, okay, well, you specifically made this much money because of me. But what, what I'm hearing you say is it's really the pre-work, the predecessor to the money is getting your head on straight and figuring out who you are and doing a lot of unlearning of the molds, forms, cookie cutter boxes that you have been trying to try on or copy or replicate or whatever the word may be. Exactly. Exactly. Because business owners come to me when, you know, they've tried everything. It's like, I've tried all these things and it's not working. You know, it's not that you're not doing all of the things like you're doing the things, but it's the energy behind it. That's why it's not working. You know what I mean? And that's the difference is like, it's not about what we do. It's the energy behind what we're doing. Like, that's the difference because there's so many different strategies. There's so many different ways you can build a business. Like, I really don't believe there's just one way. And I think that that's also what we learn through human design is that we're all different. And the way that we're going to build a business is going to be different. So the way that I built my business may not work for somebody who's not a generator. You know, I'm a generator. Somebody who's a projector is going to need a different type of strategy. So I help them understand the mechanics behind the energetics. Mm. And so then like the doing comes from that and it's really in flow and what works for them versus just a copy and paste strategy of like, here, here's how I built my business. That makes a whole lot of sense. When you put it like that, honestly, in that these these corner cuts, right, that we all want to do, we all we all want these shortcuts. Yeah. (laughs) And and that's understandable. Right. Everything takes longer and costs more than we think it's going to most of the time. And so we're looking not for the easy button, but for the shortcut. And that's great. But the thing is, the problem is when the shortcuts start making us look like carbon copies of everybody else, then we lose our own magnetism. Then we lose our own, you know, sense of connection out there. And we start to erode our sense of self because who am I in this business anymore? If I'm just copy number 9,456 of Amy Porterfield, who I love, but do not want to be. Exactly. And you can see the people who are literally just carbon copies of the coaches that they're working with. Mm-hmm. And that is not what I want my clients to come out of our experience as is like just a carbon copy of me. I want them to, you know, uncover their naked truth, their real self and feel confident to show up as that. And, and really it's about learning to trust yourself. Like I want you to trust yourself more than you trust me as your coach. Oh, yeah, and that's I never the bottom line. Thought about that, Brandy, <laughs> That is a really good distinction because we are in we are in trust based industries, right? Exactly. We we are coaches. Whatever. I don't normally use that word for myself, but I am one. And we 
our our principal hurdle is getting people to trust us. But sometimes we get people that trust us more than they trust themselves. And now that you say that, this has never really occurred to me before, that is a huge difference between the clients that I find that do super freaking well and the clients that I get that really continue to struggle. And I think the, the, you know, the aha moment is that they have to trust themselves as much as they trust me, if not more, ideally more. And that is huge because like you said, there are so many strategies. I know I'm a strategist. I've tried all of them at yeah. least 57 <laughs> times, right? But as such, with all these different strategies, I totally get now that square one for all strategies is self-awareness. So if human design is the super woo, then self-awareness is the super square one. Like do not pass go, do not collect $200 until you understand where your strengths and weaknesses and challenges and energy lies. That makes total sense to me now in a way that it never has before. Yeah, and that's what human design helps you with is you understand how your energy works. And it also shows you how to make aligned decisions, how to learn how to trust yourself. And when I learned that, like no system in human design, no type, no authority makes decisions from our head or our mind. Like we're actually not designed to make logical decisions because if you think about it, your mind center is where mental conditioning happens. There's always going to be a filter through which you make these decisions. At you know, least one. Sometimes beliefs, you've got right? like exactly. exactly. And so what may seem logical is rarely actually what's the best decision for you. And so for me, mm. it's tra- it's tapping into my gut, trusting my sacral. And that was life-changing for me because I had made so many logical decisions in my business that never actually led me where I wanted to go. But when I really started to trust my gut, trust that inner authority, it was a game changer. You know, I was able to then invest in coaches from a place of wholeness rather than thinking that like this coach is going to give me something that I don't already have. Yeah, because you're right. That's what we do. Like my uh, work wife and our posse from way back in the way back calls that info crack, right? Where we get hung yeah. on just consuming everything that's out there. And here's the thing. I sell products. You sell products. I sell coaching. You sell coaching. We're not anti-coaching. We're not anti-product. We're anti-hopping from one to the other, hoping to find some kind of like Jesus coming out of the sky level epiphany of truth. When really, if that thing exists, it's going to be in you. Exactly. And it starts, like you said, with that self-awareness to know, okay, Maybe there are some gaps in your knowledge. That's actually, you know, great to know where your gaps are, but like not coming at it from a place of, oh, okay, well then once I get all these certifications and all this knowledge, like then I'll have the confidence and like suddenly I'll be able to put it out. Like it just doesn't work that way. You know, like I see people just taking in so much information and they're never actually applying it or integrating it. Yeah. Like. 
Woo, woo, Randy, yeah. you took your 95th course. That means that you are now a millionaire. That's not how it works. Not how it works. Oh my God. Not right? how it works. That'd be awesome though. You buy like, you I know, right? I wish like, it was that easy. Like, because oh, I love learning. Like, I mean, I listen to audiobooks and podcasts and, you know, I take courses as well and hire coaches and do all the things, but that's not actually what has made my business successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in the gut. It's a combination yeah, it's really in of like two. trusting yourself, building that self-awareness, taking that inspired action, you know, with, like I said, it's all about the energy behind our actions, not actually our actions themselves. Mm, I love that phrase inspired action because also you have come here today to talk about a movie musical that is filled with many, 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 many inspired actions. And I am talking about the beautiful, uproarious, fictitious version of real live monster P.T. Barnum, the greatest showman, which I would rather just have it be Hugh Jackman's circus. But Randy, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> what does any of this have to do with the greatest showman 2017's musical sensation? Yes, I'm so glad that we're talking about this. And I actually rewatched it last night and pulled up P.T. Barnum's Human Design yes. for the first time before watching it because I was like, I actually, I want to see if his chart is out there. And it was. And he's actually a 4-6 emotional manifesting generator. And no, I, I'm a manifesting generator. I don't yeah. want to be like P.T. Barnum. No, but but he but there's so many like great things if you think about like <laughs> the manifesting generator. Like he had this grand idea, right? Yeah. Of, like yeah. something that had never been done before, right? And that's really what like the manifester and the Manny Gens have is they have this like vision. They're like the courageous like seers of the unknown, you know, and like go out and explore the unknown and bring that into reality. And that's totally what he did. And he also has an open G center, which I have an open G center and it's searching for that sense of self. So Mm. you can like see throughout the movie how he's like, you know, he grew up very poor. And he was like searching for his sense of self outside of him. Yeah. And that, you know, led him kind of down a path that led to bankruptcy, led, led him to, you know, lose everything. Mm-hmm. And it was like in that moment that he discovered really what was most important. Mm-hmm. And I think that like what this movie shows is the importance of, you know, perseverance, yeah. like continuing to, you know, even when people told him, no, he was continuing to innovate and think of new ways, even if it had never been done before. He wasn't staying inside the box. And I think that that's something that all of us as business owners can learn is how to like think outside of the box. Because I think right now, like one of my favorite songs from the movie is A Million Dreams. And I think right now, you know, in this world that we're living in, we need dreams of a world that that hasn't ever been here you know, that we, that isn't like, we're not going to fix the systems that we have now with the current systems we have. Like we have to dream and envision something that's never been done before. And I think yeah. that's really the power is we have to understand that like everything that's actually been brought into creation was once just a dream. And if we can just open our minds to like dream a little bit bigger 
to see outside of the box, I think we would actually find these innovative solutions to the problems we currently have. I completely agree. A hundred gajillion percent. For me, and I resisted, and I told you this in our pre-chat forever ago, but like I resisted this movie for a really long time because I read all of these horrific circus books about P.T. Barnum. And but I was oh, like, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the circus. Oh no, like, no, it's you know, fine. It's just being even, like, yeah, it's not <laughs> like even. I think circus, like the like, whole animal cruelty, you know. But it's right. Like, no, yeah, totally. But like, so I resisted for a really long time, which is really surprising considering I have a musical theater degree and a crush on Zendaya. So I was like, <laughs> yes. Why, why wouldn't I watch this? Like, come on. So I, I finally settled down and I watched it and I've been blasting the soundtrack ever since. But for me, what really grabbed me as I was watching it was it seems like the whole movie is about the different forms of longing, both positive, like motivational, aspirational, kick your butt into gear because you want it longing and the sad, why can't I have what I want longing. And then when you get what you want, not even being satisfied with that. Right. And like, that's such the human condition. It's like, we're working so hard for these businesses. And then even when we reach those 10 K 20 K 50 K months, we're still like, well, what's next? What's the next thing? And we forget why we even got into it in the first place, what it's all for. Right. I mean, I did that I literally did that today. I had a never enough moment while I was singing never enough. Yeah, never like, enough. I know I love exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> but like I was I did a workshop yesterday and I was really proud of it. And the purpose of the workshop is to provide value, but also it's when I do the majority of my selling because I love to pitch live. And for some reason, although the workshop was super well received, I haven't been seeing a whole lot of sales yet, but I was like, cool, just give me one. Just give me one sale today so that I'll know that that workshop was good and I'll do it again and I'll do it better next time. But just give me one sale. So then I got that sale and I was like, cool, I got one sale. Well, maybe I should get five. And I'm like, no, one. You asked for one. You got like, one. Like, let that be enough. Yeah. Like, even if it's not enough financially for like everything I need, I need to celebrate the one before I go out and demand the five. But it was hysterical because as I'm having this epiphany, I'm listening to never enough. I mean, how ironic is that? It's just like, <laughs> it's like, so I love how the universe works, right? It's like, hello, hello. hello. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm like sitting here going like, my accountant's going to kill me. Never enough. My accountant's going to kill me. Like, <laughs> right. I know. And, but That's it's, it. it's so true because we have to, you know, bringing it back to that self-awareness, we have to build that self-awareness so we can even see these things in ourselves so that we can kind of like bring some laughter to it, some humor. Like, it's kind of funny, these things that we do as humans, you know, like we make one sale and we're like, ah, two seconds later, we're like, oh, I didn't make enough. And then like we get a sale and we're like, oh, I'm so excited. And it's just like, we allow our emotions to just be ping ponged back and forth, you know, instead of being able to find that peace and core stability within ourselves. Yes. That's why I send these little cowbells. 
to my clients to ring when they get sales in hopes that like at least that ritual, that little bit of ritual for as long as you decide you want to ring that bell is saying to yourself, to the universe, to yes. anybody unfortunate enough to be an earshot of you. I made a sale in a really great way and I'm successful. Woo! Right? Just to take that moment and and have that pride, celebration, focus of like, okay, that was a success, a big one or a small one. Now on to the next thing, but don't lose sight of what I just did, right? Because like you're right. It's so easy to just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. You know, I did want to ask you one more question about human design specifically and that I forgot to ask you before, which is sometimes people have a hesitation to find out their type because there is the idea of good types and bad types. Like horoscope, for example, I'm a Gemini and my whole life. Oh, and we all know, yeah, there's like so many people right? are always oh, trashing yeah, on Geminis. Gemini. I know, yeah. I mean, I've never had a problem with it, but at the same point, like I'm not as disloyal as the typical Gemini. In human design, are there like stigmatized styles too? Like... Could you get Yeah, I think there I think there definitely can be. And it's just from having a, you know, it comes from our conditioning, right? Of thinking that certain things are more valuable than other traits. Yeah. So the two energetic types that have their sacral center defined, and our sacral center is the center for work-life force energy. It's the like the energy to build and create. So the two types that have that defined, who have consistent access to that energy, are generators and manifesting generators. So the three other types, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors, they don't have that defined. So they don't have consistent access to that energy. So a lot of times, like those, those three types can often feel like envious of that sacral and like mm. I need to have that sacral energy because we're brought up to believe that we all need to be workhorses mm. and that our worth and our value is based on how much we work, how hard we work, how much we produce, like all of these things. But manifestors, reflectors, projectors, they have a very unique role that they're here to play. You know, manifestors are here to get things started. They're the only energetic type that can actually initiate. So they see into the unknown, they courageously explore it and they bring it into reality. So then us generators and manifesting generators can hop on that and bring it to completion. Mm. right? Like we respond to that because our strategy is to respond. And so they bring it in and we support them in bringing that into creation because we're here to build and create generators and manifesting generators. And then projectors, they're here to lead and guide. So they have a bird's eye view, which is, I mean, especially us as generators and manifesting generators, we need projectors because so often we can't see the forest through the trees, right? We're just like busy doing our little thing and we don't see the bigger picture. And so projectors help us to see the bigger picture. They help manage, lead, and guide. And then reflectors, they're only 1% of the population and they have all nine of their energetic centers open or undefined. So they're like our cosmic mirrors. They're our early warning system to show us like, they're like the quality control. Like, 
designed to be at the center of a community because if they're thriving, you know, the community's thriving, right? Mm-hmm. I love the so, way you explain that. It's an ecosystem. Everybody yes, has a role. Everybody has a role. Yeah. And we Much don't have like to all do the same circus? thing. Right. <laughs> everybody has their job, how they contribute. And like, it's just about being yourself and not trying to fit yourself into a box. And that's what we've done as a society. You know, we've conditioned each other ourselves to try to be more the same instead of owning who we are and how that's still so beautiful and needed in this world. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just hearing this is me in my head. Like, yes, right. This is me. Yes. I love it because <laughs> it's like, yeah, watch out world. Here I come. Like, this yeah. is me. I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm just going to show up as my full powerful self. And I think often that can be, especially as women, we can feel like we don't want to let our light shine at full wattage, you know? So we're like always just kind of dimming our light to make other people feel more comfortable instead of just really shining as brightly as we can. And then what that actually does is it shows other people what's possible. Damn. That's a good answer, Randy. I love sometimes on these shows where I'm like, I got to think that over. And I'm like, no, you don't have time to think. You got to host. I love it. (laughs) I don't have time to have my brain blown on my own show. Anyway. All right. So here's my question for you. Assuming that everything is perfect and and lovely and we're not going to piss off PETA or hurt any animals. In the post-COVID world, because you're already in Hawaii, You bring everybody, all of your clients to you for the first big retreat of 2022. And you decide in the greatest showman tradition that you are going to make an entrance at this retreat using a circus skill or a circus prop. How are you entering your own retreat? Oh, I love this question. So my branding is all about a mermaid vibe. And there was always like a mermaid in the circus. So I think that it would definitely be entering in some sort of like mermaid tail costume. Yeah. Like, yeah, thing. Like, you know, I don't know how that would happen. Like, no, if we'll I just get you like swim, like swim to the shore, right? Or there's yeah. just a tank that I like drop into. <laughs> What's that? Yes. Oh, the Cirque du Soleil show. Oh, that's all underwater. We'll just get you one Ooh, of those yeah. like huge water tanks and just it'll just be like swimming along. Like <laughs> everyone will be like, Where's Randy? What's going on? And you'll be like, And then they I'm... just like reveal the tank, and I'm just like in there. <laughs> like, oh, yes. <laughs> I love that you're singing underwater in this. Scenario. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, there would be music. I'm like seeing there's music coming out. I don't know if I'm singing, but the- <laughs> I'm now entertaining the fantasy of like trying to enter mine on trapeze, but then remembering that I'm super accident prone and just oh, exactly. falling into the net. Like, welcome everybody. Blah! But that would not really be that off topic or off. Yeah, I wish I could be that gracious of like doing the trapeze. But yeah, yeah I no, <laughs> I can't. But I would I would try it. My first thought to my own question was like a show writer, like a trick writer, like with a pony. 
Mm. But I love horses way too much. So I think I would just get distracted and miss my own retreat if they're like, you get to wear sequins and be on a pony. I'd be like, oh, this is the happiest day of my life. Uh, well, for that future retreat, whatever it may be, or any other of your mermaid fabulosity, what is the best way for listeners to start a conversation with you? Thank you so much for that question. And it's been such a great conversation. I've loved this. So if you want to connect with me, you can reach out to me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. My Instagram handle is I am Randy Lee and Randy is with an I, and I would love to connect with you there. You can also go to my website and sign up for my email list. I send out a human design forecast every week where you learn lots of information about human design that I don't share anywhere else because, you know, on Instagram, we're limited to so many characters, but Mm -hmm. if you get in my inbox, then I actually give you lots of juicy human design tips that relate to your business. And I would love to start the conversation with you. I got to get on that list because I'm a Manny Jenny, as you say, and I got to learn how to work it. So while I go get on that list, everybody, I'm going to be back in just a second with my final thoughts and your homework for the week. Well, hey there, listeners. Isn't Randy just delightful? If you visit her website, which I highly recommend, you'll see photo after photo of Randy looking positively joyful in the Hawaiian sun, stunning underwater, or cozy in her mermaid tail. Images like these are a dime a dozen in the coaching world and often come off hollow and meaningless. Like, why are you showing me a picture of your fancy breakfast if you're teaching me about social media? What does that ball gown have to do with me becoming a better parent? But Randy's photos are magnetic because they are totally who she is. They give you a perfect glimpse of her spark and leave you wanting more. And the end product is just delight. The joy Randy feels as she shows up in her truth leaps off the screen and makes us smile and think and dream. And headshots and promo photos are far from the only way to do this. Your podcast could be refreshingly honest, your copy remarkably raw, your sales strategies astoundingly compassionate, whatever. We don't know what makes our own legacies because we're actively living them. It's hard to determine what makes us the greatest whatever the heck we are. But one thing is for certain. If we don't lean into who we are and what lights us up, that truth is going to get even harder to find and be nearly impossible to profit from. Your homework this week is to reveal a side of yourself that your prospects haven't seen yet. If you're funnier, sassier, friendlier, artsier, more woo, more compassionate, more causey than you seem online, give us a glimpse behind the curtain. Step outside your business comfort zone just a bit and show us what life is like behind the scenes. No, not your damn breakfast, but a glimpse of what makes you, you. Bonus points for bringing in a talent or a member of your inner circle or for revealing a safe and not violating secret. Let us see you in all your glory for at least five full minutes this week. You may not be comfortable. You may not be fully prepared or your hair or makeup may not be perfect, 
but you'll find the true power of standing on your own two feet and saying to the world, this is me. Too Legitimate to Quit is brought to you by the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and me, your host, Annie P. Ruggles. If you struggle to sell because you don't know how to put a price on all that goodness in you and you don't like the way that your competitors do it, I have great news for you. You can find my free challenge, Making Selling Easy Without Getting Sleazy, anytime at www.anniepruggles.com slash easy, not sleazy. Our show is edited and produced by Andrew Sims of Hypable. Our fabulous theme tune is by Riley Horbacio, who I found on Fiverr. Our gorgeous podcast art is by Francois Vigneault, who I found on Upwork. And our marketing team is led by the unbelievably life-saving Nick Bonitatibus. Don't forget to check today's show notes for more information about our fabulous guests, plus some continuing resources and some Etsy finds from other super fans of today's topic. All pop culture elements mentioned in this episode remain the sole intellectual property of their respective owners. I do not own them, so please don't sue me. 